Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. journey continues how about 100 shows in 120 days what do we call that going to work cmb media new production rocking and rolling and we have hit the ground running clearly as we've gotten this bad boy off the ground with you the people so nice y'all to find us here on the show it's it's easy it takes a couple different clicks at first right not easy to change your routine but once you do i think it becomes your new routine Finding us here live on the Podbean, streaming it worldwide at our website, therealnwajb.com, YouTube as well. If you're making it happen on the post-game shows, man, you're smart. And then, of course, you got podcast land proliferated throughout that universe. You name the platform of your choice, and we are there with you as well. Getting it done. On the device and the platform that you like to listen to. So how are you? Merry Christmas to all of our listeners and to all of our listeners. A good night and a good couple of weeks. And we're going to take a breather as we bring it up to the precipice of the Christmas holiday here on this Friday, the 22nd of December, 2023. So literally 10 days away from next year. And Christmas looming just a few days away. And what does that all mean? It means we're about ready to shut this bad boy down for a few days. Get a breather. Get a chance to take a deep breath. Collect ourselves. Spend a little downtime with the fam and the friends. And then we'll see you coming around in the new year. Hitting the ground running on Monday, January 1st, as we have the college football playoff semifinal matchups. On that day, coming your way. And I'm really looking forward to the games this year. I think we have two fascinating matchups on paper. Doesn't mean the games necessarily will be competitive. It does not mean that. But absolutely great matchups in their own right. Did you have a great matchup last night at Bud Walton Arena? Or what was that? Arkansas coming away with an 83-73 to victory over... Abilene Christian is not a terrible basketball team. The Wildcats of Abilene Christian last year <clears throat> into the NCAA tournament. And so I think you take them seriously. I also believe this is more about Arkansas at this point in time. Like what is going on with this Arkansas Razorback basketball team? Why are they still seemingly stuck in neutral 
when you expected them to take off and to by this point in time, at least be showing some more signs, right? Is that a fair way to put it? I think so. At least at this point in time, you thought you'd see some hardcore signs, some things that made you believe that it was all going to be okay, that it was all going to come together. And, And so far this year, we've probably seen from this Arkansas Razorback basketball team more signs in the opposite direction. Been disconcerting. Team was underperformed. I don't think there's any question about that. And so we're eager to see progress. I get it. And those of you who made the trek out to Bud Walton Arena last night, went and made it happen for yourself. You saw a really mediocre first half and a much better second half. Out of the Arkansas Razorbacks who, you know, had a pretty good crowd in the house. There at Bud Walton Arena, announced attendance was a sellout. I don't, I don't necessarily think it was a sellout. Took the fam to the game, and I mean, it was good crowd. Don't get me wrong. There were folks in the upper deck. You had most of the lower bowl uh, filled in. There were some open spots here or there, but think about it: a six o'clock start. And I know for conference TV purposes, you're kind of stuck with a seven o'clock starts, but a six o'clock start. So a little bit earlier. Makes it the the children's special because you can take them now and still get them home, you know, for bedtime or right there close to. I don't know what are you you put your kids to bed at midnight, one in the morning. No, uh, I'm thinking it's a lot earlier than that. So this one worked out good. A little basketball, you grab a little, a little food on the run. I think we did some dogs and nachos of the game last night. Some nights, I mean, that's what it's there for, baby. And uh, very worried at the half. Down 35-28 to to Abilene Christian. I mean, here we are, four or five minutes into the conversation. We haven't really gotten to the X's and O's yet. Um, This was was odd. Defense, still a little bit lethargic. You're not getting back in transition the way I think you'd like to. We'll hear some sound from Eric Musselman coming up here in just a few. He was not pleased with the transition defense. it didn't seem like there was a lot going on offensively either. The flow was not there in the first half. Al Ellis got the start. Jeremiah Davenport got a start. Those guys played a combined nine minutes. Trevon Brazil played all of 15 minutes last night. That wasn't a foul thing. He had one foul. He was a minus four. What's up with that? Debo Davis led you with 35 and a half minutes played. Tremont Mark played 35. This is interesting to look at here. Keon Menefield, 28 minutes plus. You like that? As he is getting his sea legs real quick. Caleb Battle off the pine as well. 26 and a half minutes. Chandler Lawson, 25 minutes as we descend here. Down the board. Jalen Graham, 13 minutes. Makai Mitchell played only eight last night. Layden Blocker played only four. Eric Musselman played 11 guys last night. One count them up. I count 11. And uh, his rotations are usually a lot slimmer and trimmer than that. So Abilene Christian comes in, plays the first half like it's, you know, season is on the line. Maybe it was last night. Uh, Dibither, two guard, 18 points. Had a couple of big buckets. And how about uh, Kavian McLean 
knocking down those couple of threes, including a transition, almost double clutch three ball at the first half buzzer. And that gets back to Arkansas in the transition D, not contesting enough, not fighting enough because you you got to have the want to. You got to have the desire to hustle back on defense and dig deep when you're exhausted. That's one of the most difficult things about basketball, let alone sports, is to continue to fight on both. And most sports should not play an offense and defense like basketball, but to keep fighting and pl- keep playing both ends. Second half, after you fall down 35 28, I mean, there was an uneasy vibe in that arena last night. Speakers over pumping the music in there. Um, Don't Stop Believing is not meant to be played, you know, uh, with the volume turned to 11. That's more of like a six or seven kind of contemplative piece by Journey there, the Sopranos closer. They played that one so loud, my head is still ringing this morning. Anyway, it must have woken up the team because by the time we started the second half, I mean, AC scores the first bucket, you're down 37 28, and it's like, what is going on here? You can't afford another loss. It's about to slip slide away. And so Musk turns to his guys, Tremont, Mark, and Caleb Battle, who have been interchangeably your go to best players this year. Mark, 25 points. Esta and Fuego in the second half in this game. He was on fire, 9 of 14 from the floor, hit both of his threes, 5 of 6 from the line. How about a career high 11 rebounds, like I mentioned a moment ago? Also had two assists. Did uh, did he have a turnover? He had two turnovers. All right. 25 and 11. Mark was sensational, taking Arkansas from behind real quick and putting them in the lead. Caliph Battle, 18 points for KB. Five of eight from the floor. He was three of four from downtown. Five of six from the line. Also went out there and grabbed himself four rebounds. You'll like it when the guards hit the glass a little bit more. Thought Menefield had his best game by far and was playing big minutes late. Had a couple of huge floaters to keep Abilene at bay when they started pushing back. Menefield 11 points, season high, obviously, and six rebounds. He's a little bigger than I thought. Four foot eight, two assists, but he did have four turnovers, plus minus a 21, though, in his favor. Menefield plays defense. He's a hustler. Um, don't know why Brazil was barely in the mix in the second half, didn't score in the second half. Was he injured? Coaching decision? I don't know. Nine points, 10 rebounds for Chandler Lawson. So another good game for him. They call him the claw. He's so long and wide. Uh, Makai Mitchell barely played. We're asking you this morning, our question of the day, who's the non-con MVP for Arkansas Razorback basketball this year? So if you, you get to pick one guy who's been your MVP so far this season in non-con play with this Hog Hoops team. Who is it? Who's the guy? And Makai Mitchell almost got on the board, partially because he's been so clutch in a couple of these toss-up games late, but he's just remarkably inconsistent. He's just not a, you know, a high-level offensive production guy. He's not. One point for Makai Mitchell, one for two for the line, didn't hit a field goal, seven minutes, three rebounds last night, and Blocker barely playing either. Guys, I don't know what's going on with the rotation. I don't think Eric Musselman does either. Hog shoot 52% for the game. Abilene Christian 39%. Um, as they go off a cliff, Hogs defend the three much better in the second half. Holding AC to one for nine from downtown, while Arkansas goes five for nine in the second half. Arkansas making a ton of free throws last night. 22 of 28. It's pretty good. 79%. 
Abilene Christian, 13 of 20, 65%. I like the glass work by Arkansas. 11 boards for Mark, 10 boards for Lawson, uh, six for Keon Menefield. Those are names you probably don't expect to be leading you in rebounding, but how about it? And the Hogs out rebound. Pretty feisty Abilene Christian team, 45 to 34, and run away in the second half, outscoring Abilene Christian 55 to 38 in that second half. The Hogs were on fire. They shot 64% from the field in the second half, and they end up winning this game going away by 10, 83 to 73. So you flip a nine point deficit with 19 minutes left into what it was at one point, what, a 13-point lead? Big swings in the second half. Abilene Christian came in fighting, made Arkansas have to get its hands up. You can't walk into these fights against anyone without expecting a battle. And that's exactly what Arkansas got last night. So you got one non-con game left to go. You'll play UNC Wilmington coming up a week from tomorrow on a Saturday. And... After that, it's conference play. So we're off next week. There'll be no post-game show after UNC Wilmington. But then the following Saturday, Auburn at home, January 6th. That is our first official basketball people's post-game of the year, even though we've done three already. But that'll be our first official one uh, in conference play. And we'll do it for 12 straight weeks through the end of March. As football season gives way to basketball, we got our baseball coverage Coming up around the corner and all kinds of awesome play-by-play stuff. Headed your way in this next calendar year too. Team B Media, it's a heck of a thing. Check it out. So many ways to do it. Follow, listen, watch, cross social media. At the real NWAJB. And we're having some fun with it for once in this life. Headed for a high in the 50s. A little bit of rain today. Tomorrow, 65 maybe. And Christmas Eve, two days away, Christmas in three. Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Um, so much love and appreciation for all of you. You keep us going, fired up, and always uh, committed to the grind of covering the hogs and the local sports scene. And um, it's because of y'all that we're not going anywhere. Just scratching the surface, my friends. Hope you're doing well. All right, we are 15 minutes in already. A lot of basketball talk out the gates. We'll hear from us. We'll hear from Big Papa Brian Small on the basketball other side of the break. Rams over the Saints in a good one last night. Dodgers have unlimited money. They just have money trees there in Southern California. It's amazing. And we'll talk about the college football playoff with Connor O'Gara in addition. Good to have you on board. First break. We're coming right back. Stay tuned. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage 
all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of the Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Winning is always better than losing. It just is. It makes you feel better. Moral victories are what they are. They're moral victories. They're not real wins. Uh, good to have you on board the show. Question of the day today. Who's been your non-con MVP for Arkansas Razorback basketball so far this year? Three options up for you on the board. TB2, Trevon Brazil is one. Caleb Battle is two. And Tremont Mark is three. Get your votes in there. As we smash the guitars and finish out the year here. 100 shows in 120 days, y'all. Bringing it. A lot more where that came from. You know the hustle is never short in supply here in JB land. So Arkansas beats Abilene Christian 83 to 73. Has must found its mark. I, I think Draymond marks my vote for best player on this team. He seems to be the most consistent when they run the offense through him. We gave you a lot of numbers early. It just seems to to flow better. Now it's going to take more of an embracing by the rest of the team of Mark and his role as the lead dog to make that work. But I think we're seeing it unfold in front of our eyes. Other sports items out of yesterday. Good football game Threw that on the Amazon streaming a little bit last night before it passed out. Uh, Rams beat the Saints 30 to 22. That game was not nearly as close as the final margin made it look. Rams were way up 30-7 to in the fourth quarter before 
New Orleans did a little cosmetic work late. Rams are eight and seven. I've told you for a month they're a dangerous team. Nobody's believing me on that. What are they? Five and one in their last six, four and something red hot, four and one in their last five. Stafford's healthy. Uh, Kieran Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame, right? So fast and versatile. What a year he's having. Uh, you got that combo receivers, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, who's just incredible. The fifth round draft pick out of BYU. He's should be the offensive rookie of the year. Nine catches, 164 yards, and another touchdown out of him. Rams eight and seven, looking like a playoff team, a dangerous one at that. Saints seven and eight. You can forget about it. Derek Carr is your quarterback. What'd you expect? And then baseball, second mega signing in a week, and they both are going to the LA Dodgers. Phil Hyotani for seven hundred million dollars. Well, really twenty million with six hundred and eighty million deferred over the next couple decades. I mean, it seems like. Luxury tax circumvention to me, but what do I know? Yesterday, it's uh, Yaz Yamamoto, this unbelievable pitcher, 25, throws like five different pitches, 100 miles an hour, and it's the biggest contract ever given to a pitcher already. Uh, 12 years, $325 million. Tops Garrickles, $324 million contract by a million. Also, the Dodgers had to give the Japanese team that had the rights to Yamamoto $50 million just to talk to him. So the Dodgers have spent $1.1 billion on two Japanese players in the last week. And most of that money will not be paid by anybody alive in our lifetime. How is that fair? I feel like Florida State right now. How is this fair? Let's hear from us as we continue now on the show. Life isn't fair. Second half there, I guess what led to that decision? And I'm sorry. I mean, we've been asking our guards to rebound. Keon goes in the game. Um, he weighs less than me. And uh, he has six rebounds, five defensive rebounds, uh, four of eight. Um, still not a lot of rust on him. Uh, all moved. Pace of plays quicker. 55 points in the second half compared to 30. Uh, what do we have? 28 in the first half. We doubled up our points. Um, I'm playing with way more pace. And uh, look, I mean, we we had a game that tonight that we were down seven and a half, and we had a player go plus 21 when he was in the game. And that being Keon when he failed plus 21 in a game that you're down seven and a half. Um, so really pleased with him. I thought Graham came in, gave us good minutes. Thought Chandler was was really good inside with his ten rebounds, and obviously Mark and Battle uh, off the bench. I mean, there's just not going to be many games where you see a team score sixty two points off the bench. I think I'm right about this, Eric. First double double for T Mark. He got a couple offensive rebounds. But... Yeah, but it should uh, Mike hit him the game ball uh, for the offensive rebounds. Um, you know, we would probably have a cake for him tomorrow if we actually practice to celebrate um, not just one offensive rebound, but two. It was awesome. 14. I mean, um, the pull-up jumper, awesome. Didn't force any threes. You know, he, he only took two threes. He makes them both. Battle only takes four threes. He makes three of them. Um, both those guys really efficient. I thought Battle played his best defensive game of the season. It wasn't even close. I thought he got in a stance. Uh, he worked this week in practice. Um, and it correlated to, to the game. Eric, you're obviously in shape, but since you brought up, how, how much do you weigh? Since, since, I, since I had high cholesterol, 
and I suggest everybody go get their calcium score. You get you get uh, in a little x-ray machine and they tell you what your calcium score. Mine was a little high, so I've changed my diet and I'm running right at 141 every day. It's 61 now. Uh, I don't believe it. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, he wears shirts that there's no way I could fit in. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I don't think he came off the court in the second half. I mean, I know he's been practicing with you all year, but for a guy in the second game back and you're down, he actually fell down by nine early. And so for him to perform like that, play the whole half, just what, what do you think of that? I thought he was great. Like I said, plus 21. You look at, I mean, we had some guys that were in the minus tonight. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was awesome. I thought Battle played great, and and uh, and Teamwork. I thought those guys did a great job in the backcourt. I thought Debo Davis was phenomenal. Um, we had him guard twenty one, um, and twenty one ends up three for eleven. And uh, in the first half, Debo guarded the whole first half. He did a great job on it. And then and then we moved Debo to the four. And uh, like I said, his post defense was as good as any of our post guys. Which you guys. I mean, who's that? The Keon did. Yeah, he plays hard. He plays quick. All right, so look, Keon Menefield getting a ton of love from Eric Musselman there. And appropriately so. 11 points, six rebounds, really operating the offense at a good efficiency as you work down the stretch. And Arkansas tried very lackluster first half, plays a dominant second half, and comes away with a big-time victory. Arkansas 83 to 73. Had to have it. UNC Wilmington up next. We'll do it in eight days. And away we go with that. Good to get some sound from us. Hogs with the dub. Connor O'Gara, spot from Saturday down south. You're in the mix as well today. You're loaded up on your Team B media content. One more time before the holidays. Is anybody else uh, even at work today? I'm doubting it. You're doubting it. Because why would you be? Heck, what are we doing here? In a half an hour, we done too. This might be our final break of the year, my friends. We'll come back. TV Tyler Cast, some of your thoughts, what we learned, and our question of the day. Who's been the non-con MVP for this Razorback basketball team? Traymond Mark getting 65% of the vote so far. Caleb Battle in second at 25%. How about some TB love? That's all we get for TB. It's 10%, huh? All right. Josh Bertaccini with you, Bunkus Studio. We're back. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! 
you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWAJB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWAJB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. All right, a lot of of good conversation already today about this Razorback basketball team. Got a little bit of muscle. We'll get back some more Eric Musselman sound before all is said and done this morning. Good to hear from... Uh, Brian Small talking some about the game of Bud Walton last night as well. Tyler Cass, little NFL busy show. Our last one here before we wrap up shop for the Christmas break. But of course, college bowl season is in full effect right now. And bowl season revving up, continuing. Last night I got to watch my cues get absolutely body slammed and destroyed by South Florida, 45 to nothing. Um, Didn't watch much of that game at all, I'll proudly say. Um, We are closing in. On the New Year's weekend, bowl games and the college football semifinals set for New Year's Day. Tanner O'Gara, Saturday down south, one of the best college football writers in the SEC. And really nice to get in a few minutes to talk with us on those games. What's up, Connor? Merry Christmas. Hey, man. Me too. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here. Uh, look, I am very happy to be talking about actual football this time of year. But uh, yeah, life is life is good, man. We're, we're on the heels of uh, what's been a wild year at UCC, and should be a fun time. Hey, I'm hearing an echo. Yeah, so are is you? That, is that okay on your end? A little bit of echo. Tell me if when I do this, uh, well, I'm gonna ask you another question, and we'll see if we hit the echo here. Okay. Tell me, tell me okay. uh, what you think about these two matchups. Did that take it away? Hey, are you still there? Yeah, did that take it away at all? Might have taken away the complete. No, no, we're, we still got echo. Sorry, man. Oh, look, well, well, you know, hold the phone away and we'll do the best we can. I'm sorry about that. Um, look, do you tell me this. Bowl season. How do you get through the first week of, of not great games, Connor? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, I try and just focus on the, the power five matchups that uh, look, I'm very actual interest in. 
watching last night and seeing that South Florida team just absolutely explode. Uh, Alex Bullish doing great things in year wanting to have uh, excited to see the program that he's built. Something got into more just a little bit. Um, some of his time at Tennessee and now what he's doing, I, I know that was really rough and refuse, but yeah, I try and get through the first week of uh, first couple weeks of bowl season by picking out the power five teams that I, that I actually feel like I've watched and, and, and feel like I have significant interest in, but with the SEC, not having these bowl games itself too much after Christmas with all of them now. Um, it, it's a little bit more of like a, hey, let's get through Christmas and then the bowl season starts. It's a real take. How was the echo there while you were talking, by the way? Pretty significant work. Okay. okay. I'm going to keep tinkering here a little bit, but I apologize for that. The early games are not great. We know that. It gets a little better as we work our way through it. And then you get into some tastier ones coming up here right after Christmas. Give me some of the, the games coming up around the corner, Connor, that you are most closely watching. Yeah. How about the, the New Year's Six with Mizzou and Ohio State? Can't wait to see what this Mizzou team shows looking like. I know Arkansas fans got to see them up close and personal. Just a good football team. They have so many different ways that he can beat you. What Eli Drinkowitz has done in year four was very much off the radar, despite the fact they had all that production returning. And to see what this team with the amount of opt-outs that they've had, I think that's going to be fascinating. Who knows what's going to happen with Beach and Penn State with Two teams that feel like they're at the exact same place in their respective conferences. Can't beat the elite teams, but also win every other game. So I'm interested in that one. And then obviously Georgia and State. But those two teams are going to look like after they have very different selection Sunday experiences. Um, pressure for different sorts of reasons. But yeah, my Florida State team is actually going to be out there. And it looks like I'm the best players are going to be out from this one. Georgia is dealing with roster attrition as well. And so, that whole game's going to take them to what they are. I just hope we can What do you make of the Florida State crying parade? Does it have any resonance with you or now? Oh, every fan base in America would be vivid if they were experiencing what Florida State was. Now, in terms of trying to get on the ACC, what that whole process is going to look like. And so some of the absolute sincere is it'll be given out as a grant of rights and lots of interviews. I'm going to hold my breath on that. But the thing with the, the selection Sunday snub is that nobody, hey, if you're looking at this from just a, a rational perspective, like, oh, right, well, what do I want to see is to see the Florida State team. Not what do I want to see something else? Yeah, you're going to say you want to see something else. But if you watch your team go 14 and L, like 11 wins of this competition, and then you say, hey, you're not playing some national championship, of course you win. Fans from 2004, I mean, the team gets played for a national championship. And that was when we only had the PCS for yep. two teams. And that's the next one. And you were two and three teams ahead of them as well. Like, he was Florida State was on the outside with two more lost teams. I mean, it, it's an all-time screw job. There's, there's no way around it. It's really tough to, to stomach that if you're Florida State moving forward knowing that the games did. I love that out of you. A little devil's advocate. So you think even with a third-string quarterback, they should have gotten in over Bama or Texas or somebody? They should have gotten in over over Texas, in my opinion. Okay. I know Bama and Texas playing. I just said the games have to matter. I agree. The games matter. All that was team against the two-time defending national champs. We're on a 29-degree streak. 
That game mattered. And I'll be on my feet down. I knew to say that some new pressure was carrying even more weight than I'll be losing number. Just follow the other metrics, savor Alabama and say Alabama's better than Texas. Then, yeah, I would have taken Alabama and over Texas. I think Texas should have been left on the outside. But it's not bad. You can see Texas winning national championship. Yes, they check every single box. It's just a shame that they had come down to the way that it did on section C. Great take, Connor. Crushing it. Still echo, by the way. Just curious. Still echo, but we're, we're working through it this weekend. So I mean, and you're versatile. We can put you in pretty much any position out there and you don't make excuses. All right. Uh, Georgia, Florida State. Is that game going to tell us anything or is it too after the fact now? Or does it tell us something? It's too after the fact. We're all bowl games, with the exception of college football playoff teams. It has never been dumb to make sweeping generalizations based on these bowl games. It's so great. You look at all the coaches that, that are onto new jobs, a bunch of bowl games, which coaches are, are, are going to be there, and it's internal coaches. And you look at these rosters, the way that they're set up. No, like, I, I can't I can't make sweeping generalizations or season-long declarations, whatever you want to call it, based off the teams that we're going to see Georgia and Florida State, just because it's not fair to Florida State. First, it was a much different team. The selection committee told us that. Now they're a much different team because of their own choosing, and that's a different story entirely. But, no, nah, look, if Florida State loses by 28 to Georgia, I'm not going to go, well, this is why Florida State teams are Right, right. Okay, well, we're not going to have Beyond Coleman and Jaheim Bell and that's in the draft zone stuff. So, no, I, I can't get on board with that. I think it's going to be quite the season for us. He's Connor O'Gara. You find him on Twitter. It's CJ O'Gara, Saturday Down South, senior SEC columnist. Another minute or two, we'll let him get on with his Christmas. Always great to hear him here on the show. Great insight on all the, the stuff going down on the gridiron. Let's get to the semifinals set for New Year's Day. I'm pumped up. I mean, on paper, they look like great matchups. It never and, you know, guarantees us, as you know, Connor, the games are going to be great. But I think we got a chance for two really good games. Give me a thought on, on how you think these teams match up. I think we should have two really good games. I love the fact that Michigan and Alabama face off in the Rose Bowl. To me, that is such a excellent matchup for, for what these two teams have done well all year. And a team in Alabama has become is so much better to play against Michigan, most notably from the back Jalen Milrow. Michigan's quarterbacks that they face this year, clearly the best is Talia Tomaloa, a really nice player, all-time leading passer in Big Ten history. But if that guy is clearly the best quarterback that you faced, it tells me a lot about the, that, that opposing lineup of signal callers. So I think that could be the difference for Alabama in that matchup. I'll only take the tie to win that. And then I'll, I'll take Texas having a slight advantage against Washington. We do need to get past the notion that Washington can't play game by football because that's what they did against Oregon twice to beat one time before the offensive line in California. But at the same time, Texas just checks every single box that you need this time of year. Big time guys on the outside, third time receivers back with just so much confidence in players and Queen Ewers. And then that defensive line is nasty. And I think that's the difference in line in more steady this year than they've been in years past. So I think Texas is able to win that matchup against Washington, but you're right. I think we're starting to get two really, really good games, which is just such a rare occurrence in the playoff era. Connor, so much great info out of you. How about 30 seconds before I let you go? 30 seconds on Bobby Petrino's return to Arkansas as the OC. Time heals all wounds. 
uh, who says you can't go home? Uh, are there any other cliches you can think of? The prodigal team returns. It was great. He was great at having it on. They improved by 12 points per game. This is still a, a program that, that just is desperate to find aids to the offensive system. I hope Bobby Petrino, Robert Patrick Petrino, as I've called him all year, best version of himself and his offensive offense has much more of a chance in this coming season than it did with Danny Nose. That was crowning during the offseason. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I was crowning him too. Who am I kidding? Uh, um, you are always the best version of yourself when you come on this show. I'm sorry for some echo back, but you did sound like a million bucks to uh, to me and our listeners. So thanks for taking one for the team. We'll fix it for next time. Well, we'll see you next year sometime, right? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Enjoy the games, Connor. Thanks for being a, a, a friend of the show. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Absolutely appreciate it, man. All right, let him get out of here. Busy guy. Get him on the podcast later today. Connor O'Gara, ripping it up, making it happen. And uh, good to have him as we barrel our way through it. Here on the real NWA, JB. The program continues. The conversation working its way forward. And so much good stuff in the mix as we do it here today. I got to tell you. Um, there have been a lot of items out here, including some Eric Musselman sound that we got to get to here, too, that have got me thinking about the uh, the year that we've had here and the year that is ahead. And it has been absolutely fantastic to spend so much time with you all on this show. 